Hey, this is Eric from Catching Light. Hey, this is Hemp. Hey, this is Glenn. Hi, I'm Steve-O. Hey, this is Drew Hines with Hindsight Imagery. This is Matt Callahan and DigiMatty Photographic Services. Hey, this is Jason, and welcome to Tales from the Pit. And welcome back to Tales from the Pit, the behind-the-lens access for concerts and photography. Today is part two with our guest, photographer Jeremy Saffer. We hope you enjoy the episode. I see you do a lot, of, or you have done a lot of very well-known horror movie icons, such yeah, as yeah. uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Pinhead, and. Uh, uh, Freddie uh, Cooper and all those guys. How did that come about? So one of the festivals I was the head photographer for is a festival called Rock and Shock. It took place at two venues that were, you know, separated by a street and a parking lot. At the Palladium, you would have the metal bands. You know, all the bands played at the Palladium. At the DCU Center, which is like a convention center, but also a venue, you would have, you know, all the horror celebrities doing a convention. So it was a horror convention and concert at the same time, rock and shock. And at one point, a few years in, I'm like, you know what? I should bring lights, set up a little set backstage where, you know, no one's walking and photograph every single celebrity as kind of this legacy of this is who was at rock and shock. And it became such a huge thing. Like as it went, you know, everyone wanted to make sure they got their photo taken and you know they had those photos like those photos with doug bradley those photos with robert england the photos with you know the two dudes from scream uh skeet and matt they've just gone everywhere yeah and i never get credited but it's cool that they like they went everywhere yeah. uh but yeah that, that's how that all started and then i started developing as you do relationships with some of those people and i started working with them again and again and like i just did a print series with doug bradley uh, pinhead which were like autographed by doug and you know so so cool like when you grow up on horror movies and look, doug bradley is right here right <laughs> here's doug bradley right yep. right here and when you're like okay so this dude is a dude i'm talking to right now face to face on the you know and working with what oh and then this dude right here i'm working with him this dude i'm working with him this dude working with him you know it's like what it's unreal when you get those phone calls from like those people you grew up listening to in movies in interviews on TV. And you have this name pop up on your phone. That's just like, Oh man. And, and you, you go into the zone and you're just in the work zone, but you get off the phone. And you're like, I just had a conversation with one of my childhood heroes for an hour about a project we're working on together. What is happening? What is my life? And it's such an unreal feeling when it, when that hits you and it does every now and again. And that kind of is the ultimate affirmation for like, I made the right choice putting down the guitar and put, picking up the camera. I made the yep. right choice, not getting another job and continuing with photography every single time I hit hard times, every single time I said, Nope, 
I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep moving forward. That's like that ultimate affirmation. Yeah, no kidding, dude. You're killing it. I mean, your stuff is just amazing. The, the Likewise, the likewise. Work everywhere. I, I didn't even realize, as I was going through your list, I'm like, oh, I got that album. I didn't even realize that was your cover on some of these albums, like the Adrian Gale and stuff like that. I didn't even realize that was your work. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I look at this cover all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, John Kivel, who runs that record label, lives about a mile away. And yep. at Rock and Shock, he actually stalked me. So, super creepy. Nicest dude on earth. Not actually creepy. And he's just like, you're Jeremy Saffer. And I'm like, I'm Jeremy Saffer. It's like, I want you to shoot all my bands. I, I have this record label. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. You know, nicest dude. And so I started shooting all this stuff that could be shot locally like you know adrian gale covers um wild america uh tango down yep. you know that kind of stuff yeah and every year they do the big show i forgot the name of the show i talked to him i think in 2018 about us potentially buying in on a spot for that show he's like dude he goes if you guys do the show i have the best photographer that'll take your photos i didn't know it was you at the time but he's like I'm like, I'm already a photographer. I'm all set. We got our own. He goes, no, 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 dude. He goes, this is the guy. <laughs> else but this guy. That's Kevil. That's Kevil. He's always telling me. He's he's awesome. He's the nicest yeah. guy. Yep. Totally cool. That's funny. Small. I didn't even realize that until you mentioned that. So that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that's totally cool. You work with these guys. And I, I believe, if you know, at sometimes at the conventions, they're actually autographing your photos. I think I've seen uh, mm -hmm. At, you know, at the actual like, comic cons or whatever, you know, whatever con it is. That's dude. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured, you know, if I, I'm taking photos of them, I'm getting the exposure from it and they want to use it. And, you know, we're, we have a deal working, you know, with whatever, yep. go ahead and use my photos. More people with my photos on their wall. That's fine. That works yeah. for me. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, and I got to ask you about that because, I'm sort of new to the concert photography and I've only been doing it for what, five years, maybe less. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've gotten my photos. I like all of a sudden I'm seeing my photos re-edited and on these things and on that thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, that's my photo. What's going on here? How did you get used to that? All right. So let me give you advice. You can spend all day, every day chasing people who re-edit, crop your photos it's a waste of time, especially when Tumblr was like big every day, hundreds of times a day, people would crop my images. I don't care as long as they're not selling it. If you crop it, if you edit it, you know, I, the only thing I can do is in my bio on Instagram, it says you can repost, but please do not crop or edit. Yep. Same. It's in my bio. So if someone does it, they do it. It is what it is. As long as they're not selling it, it's fine. And I do find people selling my images. And that's when I kind of you know, go in and maybe do something. And then sometimes I don't care if it's like not a big deal. Um, but in general, as long as it, it, people are going to edit your photos, if you're shooting celebrities, you're shooting people that are well-known, you're shooting images that are pretty iconic, you know, do you, like my, my images are tattooed on so many people. My images are drawn by so many people. And, you know, if I don't get photo credit, that's fine because it's their drawing, it's their thing. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it, you get to a point where people know your work as your work and people will see an image and go, Oh, this is, you know, Jeremy Saffer's image. So I'll see a lot of times where someone will post an image I've taken and they'll be like credit Jeremy Saffer. I don't have to do anything because people will 
will do that for me, which is awesome. Um, big piece of advice is just not to chase those people. Just let it happen. It is what it is. Just if you see it, just be positive about it. Just be like, oh, thanks so much for checking out my photos. You know, I I'm the photographer. Hi. And then you get a new follower. You get someone who might buy a print. You get someone who might be a photographer who might follow you for, you know, a workshop, a seminar, some sort of, you know, photo advice. You get someone who, oh, I didn't know you were the photographer. Oh, you have prints of this photo signed by the artist. Oh my God, I need to have that. So yeah. I find interacting with them positively rather than negatively definitely helps you like a lot. And I know it sucks when you see your image filtered out and it looks like garbage and not like any way the way you want it to look but you know even the people you send photos to like you send it to a band and they might put a filter on it and make it look yep. awful <laughs> i will say the concert photography community can be extremely negative and toxic and i'm sure you guys know you guys have to be in concert photography groups on facebook and oh, yeah. they're just adamant about my rights my rights my rights my rights my rights my rights and it's just like listen, man, it's not as black and white as you think it is. It, that's right. not how the industry works. And then these people who will argue about like, oh, I can sell prints of whatever I want and no one can do anything about it. Well, I was blacklisted for over a year because I sold prints without permission. So yeah, people can do things when you sell prints without permission, but you go, you do your thing. Right. And I've seen other photographers get blacklisted as well. Like it's definitely a thing. And you try to chime in with positive, you know, helpful information and they just immediately go, well, no, this is the law. This is the law. And like what's right or wrong is one thing. What's the law is one thing. And what will actually work in a music industry is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the bottom line is, you know, what I've learned anyways, and I think you pretty much said it is, the, be the better your relationship with your artist and trust with your artist, the more opportunity you have to build off that anyways. If you just take this opportunity and just try to immediately sell it for as much as you can get, you might, that might be the end of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And think of it this way. If you're doing a print series and you have the band involved and they're getting a cut, a, cut, a percentage, you know, whatever, they're going to promote it to their fan base. And if it's a print of them, who's going to buy it? your fan base maybe who's going to be the biggest you know marketing campaign you want to hit their fan base so right. if they're posting about it you're going to hit 100 of your demographic of the clients you want buying this specific yep. product yep. but like anytime i i give advice about prints it's just don't sell prints without the permission of the band have them involved so they will promote it as well and they'll promote yeah. you and your work and you can get new fans yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great, great advice. Great advice. And you sort of started uh, leading me into my next question as well. Um, you've been doing this for so long. You're very well trained. Your, your skill is very sharp. Your, your quality, your lighting. I mean, your lighting is really, I mean, really stand out compared to other photographers. You actually do workshops. You want to talk mm -hmm. about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I started doing workshops way too early. Um, <laughs> probably like a few years into my career, I started. Here's the thing. I reached out to a couple really well-known photographers that we all know. All of us know for a concert photographer, those named photographers. When I first started for advice and they shut me down immediately, they were like, no. 
or they gave me like very rude advice. Like if the most notoriously negative, rude concert photographer in the universe, who is the most famous concert photographer was extremely awful to me. And it is, you know, he's known for doing that. It is what it is. He's amazing at what he does, but he's known for being who he is. So I was just like, I'm not going to be that. I'm going to help out anyone who needs help to be helped out with the advice of what's in my head. So they don't have to jump over these hurdles. They don't have to go through these battles. I can just give them the sword and be like, this is how you, uh, I just hit myself in the head. This is how you attack it and get through and and do what you want to do. So immediately I started doing seminars where I was teaching everything I knew. And it was like a four or five hour seminar. It was a lot of like, you know, when you're concert etiquette, concert photography etiquette, which is always really important to know um, how to properly use flash when you're allowed to, how to use lighting for portraiture, all that kind of stuff. And then it turned into a two day, 12 hour each day or more uh, seminar and workshop where the first day is a seminar where I teach everything I possibly can about everything I know. It's so like long winded. It's starts at 10 a.m. It ends at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. kind of thing. So I'll teach everything I know in lighting, in the business of music photography and marketing and getting photo passes, people who are just starting out, how to get published, how to shoot an album cover, how to shoot a magazine cover, the difference in lighting, the difference in crop, the difference in what you need to do for shooting a centerfold versus an endorsement photo versus, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we do kind of a a lighting tutorial where I'll do, you know, show all the different types of lighting I do. Like here's what I would do for a studio shoot. I would do uh, one light on white, three lights on white, lighting from above on white, switch to black, three lights on white, four lights on white, side lighting from white, dynamic lighting on white, LEDs on, you know, on black rather, and like all the different stuff I would do. And then the next day an actual band comes in and it's like New Year's Day or, or, you know, whoever else will come in and I'll do an actual photo shoot with the band, like a live photo shoot and they get to see the photo shoot then I become the tour manager and they become the photographers and they get to shoot the band in like five to eight different setups, shooting on white background, doing group shots, solo shots, endorsement shots, but it's real world. It's, I, you know, I'm the tour manager. They have three minutes till they're signing go, you know, and by the the first shot, they're kind of like, Oh my God. Okay. uh, You do this, you do that. By the end of it, by like their sixth, seventh, set with the band they're like okay nikki turn your face this way ash come forward a little bit okay awesome it looks great okay cool keep it leaning towards me a little bit and they get that confidence because where else are these you know essentially people who are trying to get into it going to have that experience of working with a seasoned band with professional lighting in a professional environment in a real world situation and build that confidence because confidence is key in what you're doing if you're in front of a band and you're stumbling they're going to be like this this person doesn't know what they're doing it's important to go into any photo shoot and know exactly what you're doing. Anytime I do a photo shoot, as long as I know like roughly what's happening, I have a plan. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm definitely going to use this type of lighting because this will work anywhere. If we have a black wall, we'll do this. If we have a white wall, we'll do this. I have my background with me, set up the background, do this, this, and this, strike the background, do this with ring light, do solos with this, 
you know, you always have that plan in your head. So you know exactly what you're doing. If I'm going to shoot at the palladium and I'm shooting before doors, I know, okay, cool. We're going to shoot on the floor. We're going to shoot out around the side of the building at the stairs. We're going to shoot in the parking lot against the sky because no fans will be there and we'll be safe. We're going to go over to the DCU center and shoot against that metal kind of garage door and shoot that with three lights and then shoot it with a single light to go darker, do lighting from above here. You know, having that all in your head is vital. And the seminars kind of give you that in that you kind of get to go through all that and kind of figure out what works, what doesn't work. And they get feedback directly from the band before and after the shoot. So before they take over, the band does a Q&A where photographers can ask them anything about like, who would you take on tour? Why would you take this person on tour? What kind of lighting do you like? You know, what works and doesn't work in photo shoots? And after they give feedback, like, this is what I thought you did really well. This is what I thought you did really well. And I think something like that is so important for people who are trying to get into the portrait side of music photography and trying to make a living and go from, you know, this is something I do part time to this, this is how I make a living. This is how I pay my mortgage, you know? Yeah. So I think that that is fantastic. To be honest with you, we've get, because we're venue photographers and sometimes we get hired for other venues or for from artists, whatever. I get the constant question over and over again, how do I become a concert photographer? And there's really not much other than, you know, all you can just keep calling people, keep asking people having a resource like you um, because a, you don't know what, if you're a photographer, you really don't know what you're walking into for a shoot. You have no idea. 99% of the times, maybe 95% of the times, uh, depending on what you're doing Uh, and having that sort of training is you you really don't have that i mean there's a few i'm gonna say low-end concert photography online tutorials to be honest with you that i don't feel are very very detailed um so having a resource like that and you go i mean you're in multiple are you doing this in multiple places you're doing it in la and Mm -hmm. you also you're in in mass as well or yeah yeah i usually do by coastal mass in la and we're talking about doing um boston at some point as well um i know leica has like an academy yep. where they have their their kind of educational department so i'm not sure if i would be doing the whole thing that i normally do with leica or if it would be some sort of like bits and pieces of it but um we're talking about potentially doing something there if not i definitely want to do a seminar in western massachusetts this fall and then los angeles this winter for sure yeah dude that's awesome no question I'll- I might have to hit you up on that when you do that. And in the, in the, yeah, in, come hang out. Yeah, definitely. The um, are you primary Leica, or do you use whatever? What's your? Were you always Leica, or, or what was your mm-hmm. equipment process? So for the past fifteen years, I've been Canon, Dynalite. That was it, you know. Wow. And and I was Manfrotto for a while, but now I'm Matthews. Um, when the pandemic hit. I switched over to Leica and I switched over to ProPhoto. So now I am 100% Leica, 100% ProPhoto for lighting. Um, I do use Aperture and Nanlite for consistent lighting. Like I have a Nanlite bar right here in front of me lighting you right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Matthews for all my stands and grip equipment because Matthews is insanely good. Like, oh my yeah. God, they're equipped. Like yeah, here yeah, I have my, my mini stand right here, my little, little mini C stand. Uh, dude, that that's awesome. holds my phone <laughs> <laughs> so cool yeah and i will say for anyone who wants to learn more 
definitely go to your Instagram because not only do you post a lot of the equipment, you've actually got some equipment you've been selling. I'm assuming you've got new equipment, you're getting rid of the old equipment. You also have some great behind the scenes shots of some of your iconic shots. So people can actually look and see what really is going on all around the band and stuff like that. So lots of really cool behind the scenes stuff and just cool, awesome photos and stuff like that on your uh, social media as well. That's really, really cool. Uh, going back, real quick, I forgot to ask, going back for your um, workshops and stuff, where do people go for that? Still, still the same site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the tickets are always on store.jeremysaffer.com for now. And um, I post on my socials when I do them. Um, I'm not sure when the next one will be. It'll probably be this fall and f- for East Coast and then winter for West Coast. Um, the Unfortunately, the studio I used for all of my shoots in the West Coast for like my entire career shut down during the pandemic and they're closed. They're gone. So I need to find a new new place to do my seminars, new place to do my photo shoots. So that's yeah, kind of a bummer. I, I yeah. So we've lost so many cool stuff because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I noticed you've been doing some cool stuff with Lens Baby. I think it is. Is it Lens Baby? Oh yeah, yeah. Their they, lenses are amazing. I I hadn't heard of them until recently, and then as I was checking them out, I saw you were using some of their stuff as well. Uh, you, you, do you, what are you using of theirs and what, what do you, what's your favorite? So th- they have an optic swap system where basically you have what's called the composer pro, which is, you know, connects to your camera. It's a little tilt shifty kind of guy. And then you put different optics in it in there that do different things. Um, there's 35 fifties and 85s. And there's something called a sweet lens where the center is in focus. And then it goes out of focus as it, as it goes out. But then you tilt shift it. So like, say I'm doing a portrait and I don't want the dead center of the the frame to be, you know, in focus. I want the focus to be where someone's head's going to be. You just tilt it up and it does that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use the sweet lenses a lot, which is the 3550 and, and 85. And then I use the edge a lot, which is a line of focus like this and everything on the sides are out of focus. So you have this cool line that you can c- kind of move around with the, uh, the Composer Pro. I also have the uh, the twist lens, which basically twists the background behind them, like those old classic lenses. And then I have a velvet lens, which gives you that kind of like bright, glowy Hollywood kind of feel, like the classic Hollywood. Um, I haven't used those as much. The main lens I use the most are the sweet lenses and the, uh, the edge lens for sure. But if anyone wants 10% off lens baby stuff, Use the code WSAFFER when you check out and you get 10% off everything. Very Yay. cool. I see. Yeah, I was like, I got some really, really cool stuff. I just kind of just started now that stuff. Yeah, very neat. See, you know why I got into them? Bet you was can it? guess. Maria. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So, Wait. as above, so below music video, she goes, I want you to get these lenses. They're called baby lenses. I'm like, I know the company lens baby. Right. Yeah. And she's like, yes, get lens babies. And so I bought a pack of lens babies. Um, well, the record label did. So, you know, they have them, but um, we bought them. I started using them at the time I was shooting Canon when I did the, uh, so I was used the, uh, the Sigma adapter in order to use it on the Leica when I was shooting the music video. Cause I was just, that, that was my first Leica shoot was that music video. Yeah. And those photos. Um, so I was learning Leica, also shooting with Canon 
learning lens baby. And then later on, I'm like, oh my God, these are the coolest lenses ever. And I had to have them. So I hit up lens baby, got connected with them, became an ambassador. And now I use them every single photo shoot, no matter what. And then awesome. They just came out with L mount. So like a native, I no longer need the Sigma adapter, which is a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. Dude, but so yeah, cool. lens babies are awesome. I cannot wait to use those in concerts. Again, like, uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 just kind of changes the whole playing field too. So it's really cool. Yeah, and they're super inexpensive too. They're not, and they're, they're small. They're not right? expensive. They're yeah, they're teeny tiny. Yeah. They're like they're little lenses. They're super light, and the the optics are like you know this big. They're they're little. Yeah. I I'm sure on video this doesn't make sense, but uh, they are not large. Four thirds type of lens type of thing. Sorry, what was that? Kind of like a micro four thirds type of lens. Have you ever used any of the the micro four thirds lens? I haven't. No. I, I started off with Panasonic, and they were micro four thirds. So, uh, but oh, gotcha. again, Maria Brink. Uh, if for mm-hmm. some reason, yeah, if you do actually watch this, you are amazing. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, her creativity is just insane. Yeah, absolutely. And she again, she always pushes me to do new stuff, learn new stuff, learn new equipment, learn new things. And yeah, I'd like that shoot sold me on Lens Baby and Leica, both separately and together. Jeez, and it's awesome. so, it's so crazy shooting with like, you know, we all know like Leica is eye roll the most expensive stuff out there, and eh, people may say, but like, yeah, shoot with it once and you'll understand why. But yeah. um, it, it's awesome shooting with this super expensive camera and the cheapest possible lens on it and getting these amazing photos, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny where you're like, Oh, I have a $100 lens on a, you know, expensive camera. Yeah. It's out of my price range, but every single person I've talked to said, dude, once you touch it, you're never going to touch anything else. Dude. I, I wasn't a believer. Yeah, I was not um, because I, I'm the like, you know, you use whatever works for what you want to do. It doesn't matter what camera you have. It's the person behind the camera. Nope. Nope. Same same argument I made for PCs and Macs. I was like, yep. no, you can do everything on a PC that you could do on a Mac. Then I got a Mac. I was like, nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. You need a Mac. Um, so it's just like I hate editing. I'm sure you hate editing every, some photographers like it. I, I hate editing yeah. when I, I don't consider a lot of what I do art because I feel like art is kind of like, it's not up to me to call myself an artist or to say what I do is art. It's up to like the people who are viewing it to say that. Yeah. And a lot of what I shoot isn't art. It's just like editorial, like band on stage. This isn't meant to be an artistic photo. It's a band on the stage. This isn't meant to be an artistic portrait. It's a person selling something because it's selling the band, selling the band's image. It's part of their iconography. It's part of their, you know, legacy, but it's not necessarily always art. When you take a photo with a Leica and you look at it, you're like, this is art. And I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone but me. But as soon as I took photos on this Leica, I'm just like, dude, it looks like art. It has that film quality feel. It just looks like it has that perfect smoothness to it and the perfect sharpness to it. And it's just like, this is art, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah totally. And I don't have to edit, like barely have to edit anymore. It's amazing. 
and I know like I, I was either going to go Sony or Leica. That's that's what I was choosing between, and I shot both of them. And Sony is great. It is the most technically advanced camera you can possibly get, no question. If anyone's like, I want to get a new camera, I'm like, look, if you got the money, go Leica. If you don't, go Sony. Yep. The thing is, Sony looks so digital. It looks so digital. It looks so inorganic, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't look like it is like super sharp. It's tack sharp. It looks perfect. And it looks too perfect because it's Sony and it looks amazing and it doesn't look bad. It looks great, but it's so digital looking when you shoot Leica, it's like you're shooting film. It has that smoothness to it. It doesn't have that overly digital quality to it. It's, it's hard to explain, but if you come down here to hang out and you are welcome to come down here and hang out non non seminar, non whatever, just come hang out and nerd out about photo stuff. You can shoot the Leica and you'll be like, Oh dude, sick <laughs> yeah know? totally i'm definitely gonna take yeah. you up at at some point absolutely awesome so um uh hemp you do you have any any other questions you want to ask i'm actually pretty good right now i've got to wrap it up soon i've got to get to bed i gotta get up at 4 a.m yeah. nice oh no i'm sorry dude yeah no, that's me the the yeah, uh so what what i uh, I'll ask, uh, I'll give you a, f- uh, a few more questions, but uh, I think what I'll probably do is break this into two episodes. So it's not too long. Uh, sure. just kind of don't, I try, I try to keep everything under an hour just because people start falling off after like, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Uh, I can talk photo all day. Oh, yeah. uh, one thing I did want to mention, um, when the pandemic hit, I started a Patreon and that's where kind of all the behind the scenes is going from old photo shoots where I'll take like an avatar photo shoot and break down every single image in that photo shoot. And there'll be, instead of the five photos that are out there, all 70 photos are posted with, you know, all the settings, why I shot it the way I shot it. And then just all the behind the scenes of the story behind the shoot, all the settings, all the behind the scenes photos with it, the set up the shot kind of stuff. Um, And then all the seminar kind of stuff I would teach and all the new gear I've been trying, it's all on Patreon now because I can't do that stuff in person. It's on there. So, What's the, what is it? Uh, Patreon.com slash Jeremy Saffer. Okay, cool. Awesome. And, and yeah, I figured I'd mention that. Yeah, definitely. It'd be worth checking out. So now that things are starting to open back up uh, and maybe some form of, I mean, we're getting word that all kinds of concerts are starting to flow again. What, what do you see? Where do you see yourself going? What do you got plans for uh, the next year or two? What's going on with you moving forward? So I, I basically, as soon as the pandemic hit and concert stopped, that I'm out of work because I shoot bands as they're on tour or as they're recording or as movies are being shot, that kind of stuff. And all this stuff shut down. So it's I don't have real work until bands start touring aside from like local bands. Like I got to shoot with Maria because she lives near me. And that's pretty much it. So now that the world is opening up, I'm flying to LA next week to shoot a couple magazine covers with bands who are in LA. Um, That's not completely open in LA. You know, things aren't like super open over there. So I'm just flying in, kind of doing those shoots and flying back, not really going big or doing any seminars or anything. But this fall, when concerts start up, I plan on not missing a single show, going to as many shows as possible, doing as many photo shoots as possible. Um, One of the other hats I wear is I'm the editor of Outburn Magazine, which is um, 
a pretty big rock print magazine that covers kind of every single genre. So going from their head photographer to their editor a few years ago, when the, the former editor stepped down, you know, I get to also see the flood of our concert photographers and send them to shows, which is awesome. And then seeing all these festivals, all these lineups coming out, it's just like, it's like Europe. Like, you know, we always see those Europe lineups and we're jealous. Now Europe can be jealous of our lineups, you know? It's like, oh my God, these lineups. Like, I'm so stoked to get back out there. I don't think I'll miss another concert because like before the pandemic, I was kind of like, yeah, there's like three different concerts tonight. I don't really have any reason to go to them or any reason to shoot them. Cause in all honesty, my live photos only get seen when the band posts them. It's not really, it doesn't go into magazines. It doesn't go anywhere. Like I could post them on Instagram, but I really don't have a reason to shoot concerts unless I have a you know specific reason one way or another. So I would just be like, Oh, there's these three shows happening tonight. I kind of like a couple of the bands, but you know, I'm just going to stay back and, you know, watch Arrested Development or something and work on something else and work on like editing or, or whatever. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. I'm going to be like, okay, there's a show I can go to. I'm going to be there, you know? And I think a lot of us are feeling that. I think we're going to see a flood of lots and lots of tours happening all at once. And unfortunately going to have to choose between five shows in a single night kind of thing it's going to get kind of oversaturated for a minute and ticket prices are definitely going way up right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Already seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, like I said, we've got a a lot of shows. What what do we have? 35 shows this summer lined up, something like that. Somewhere in that ballpark. That's awesome. majority, Majority our country other than like Alice Cooper and black crows, I think. Black Rose, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with Dirty Honey. That's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just going to take whatever I can get this year. <laughs> I'm not going to mm-hmm. complain. I'll take it. I'll take it and run with it. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to be the same way. I'm going to be hitting every single show I can, you know, within reason and, and trying to yeah. get as much content as possible. Yeah. The big thing is I can't wait to start shooting for like, for like Metal Hammer and shooting their covers again and shooting for bands again. Now that bands are bands again, rather than, you know, pandemic so yeah, hopefully this years. fall is go ahead i was gonna say yeah for sucks. Uh, i was gonna say uh i i would suspect a lot of bands are, are ready for updated headshots or, or band photos and all that stuff seeing it's been you know 2018 2019 is you know two years ago almost gonna be by the time this you know touring starts and all that stuff so Oh yeah. The the last concert I went to was in November, 2019. It was uh, that static X devil driver tour. Oh, wow. And I shot that. And then again, I just skipped a lot of shows. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's kind of snowy out and I'm going to LA. And then I went to LA and I did a couple photo shoots before shows, didn't stick around for the show, went to Disney a whole bunch, got home, went to Nashville to do that Mustang cover, got home pandemic. I'm like, wow. Damn. So it's, yeah, November 2019, and I don't know what my next concert's going to be. i got to look at the calendar and see what, what the first one that I'm going to get to go to is, but I feel like the first time I walk into that photo pit at the Palladium, which is like my home away from home, I'm going to have like a little tear running down, tears of joy, just being like, oh, I'm home again, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I might uh, I might try to get on that in this moment show down there. I don't know. We'll see. Yes, and it's a good drive for me, so I don't know, but I definitely want to get down there for that. Gotcha. Uh, well, I have a spare room should photographer thanks, man, thanks. photographer need it. I'll oh, tell him that he'll move in. <laughs> it's it, it's i always have bands crashing over and models crashing over when they're on tour because they'll they'll have a tour date and either a day off or a closed tour date so they'll come here crash do laundry shower do a photo shoot go to their show or you know go out to eat stay the next night go to their next show kind of thing that's cool so we're, we're used to having guests here very nice appreciate much appreciate thank you uh we both hemp and I have been fortunate enough where we actually got to shoot a concert this weekend. Um, Smith and Myers, awesome. they did their Smith and Myers sort of acoustic sort of ish show. Uh, and that's Smith and Myers from shine down. So yeah, that was really dude. It felt as soon you, you feel, you feel it in the air, you feel it in the, you know, the, the vibration uh, just walking around with people and you just got the, you just feel it. it. It just, it felt so good. It was just, it's just like, ah, uh, yeah, this is, this is what I need so badly. It feels oh, so dude, good. I, I can't even imagine. Like I'm fully vaccinated. My partner's fully vaccinated. We're just, we, we don't, we're kind of like timid. We, we did not leave the house, the pandemic. We stayed in where yep. I'm immunocompromised. She's immunocompromised. So we were very, very safe. Yep. But now we're just like, dude, if it is safe, we're ready. We're like, we're kind of timid about it. We don't know how it's going to go. I know um, in my Patreon, I have a bunch of photographers in there because it's a bunch of photo stuff. A photographer followed a band uh, like last month. And at one of the shows, there was plexiglass that he had to shoot through between him and the band. And he had to shoot through plexiglass to shoot the band. And at another show, a different patron had to shoot from behind front of house and they didn't have like a long lens and you, you've shot front of the house yeah. probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. They didn't have a, a long lens at, because they were all in pods. Like the seats were like four or five seats together, six seats together. And he yeah. had to shoot from way back there, you know, away from all the pods. And he was just like, well, I'm cropping everything in. It's just like, who knows what, what, what was the show like for you guys? I'm very curious. We were like, on was stage. There... Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Full- well, I mean, we're lucky enough. We had John, John Security for Shine Down, and Sanjay is their photographer. Sanjay, I love Sanjay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. dude, yeah. he's awesome, man. He's one of the best. Uh, yeah. We had them both on the show, so we kind of already have a relationship with them. So they allowed us to kind of have free access for the night. So the the venue itself is out, outdoors, and uh, Hemp actually shoots for them regularly, and they have pod sections. I mean, it was a drive-in show last year at the end of last year it was yeah. you parked your car and you have a little spot next to your car where you can sit and that was the drive-in concerts mm-hmm. uh, and this year it's just sort of pod sections where people can hang in their area and it's all outdoors but we have free range everywhere we could go wherever we want to do whatever we want it was beautiful it's a concert it was perfect i couldn't have to mask up uh it, it's uh yeah depending on well it's, employees it's, did yeah, it's yeah. It, it was half and half. People, it, most of the uh, guests didn't mask up at all, so it was. Did you guys? I did. You guys had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah all they, the employees had to. Yeah, um, anyone up on the stage had to. But near the end, even Brent and those guys were like, "I don't care." 
Um, they're everyone's vaccinated, so they yeah, right. So I'm vaccinated. I had COVID too. So <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Yeah, so double double done. So good times. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm ready. Get this party started. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to it. But yeah, I wonder if we're going to be allowed in like in certain venues. I wonder how certain venues are going to do it. If you're going to be allowed to be in a photo pit, or if you're going to be right back in some photo pod. After July, it looks like around here it's going to open up to everything. Yeah, um, same, same. Yeah. And that's what Black I'm Black Rose for. is our first full nine thousand people over at Meadowbrook. So yeah, everything pre July is you know safe. I don't even think that's going to last, to be honest with you. But everything I think it's going to be two shows and then we're done. Yeah, it's it's impossible to manage a crowd of people, you know, going to the restroom. How do you do safe distancing in a, you know, porta potty line or something? Yeah. But I don't know. Parking lot. So, yeah. It'll be known for. Dude, you guys are shooting country. That's going to be like. The most, we don't believe in the vax. We don't believe in masks. We will fight everybody. Yep. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yep. Don't mess with my fucking I'm rights. Yeah. Yep. Then, then let's get drunk and then let's fight. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. The, my first country show was Jason Aldean. And, dude, when I had no, it was sold out. It was July. I don't know. Beginning of July. It was 100 degrees out. Everyone was trashed, and I was up in the. We have an edit bay up up above, so you can look down onto the crowd. And I'm up there editing, and there's just a line of cops with people in handcuffs, and it was nothing but women, all yeah, in drunk women, trashed. They couldn't walk. They're like got one shoe on. They're all fighting with each other. It was chaos. <laughs> That's amazing. Country. <laughs> I miss those concerts. I never. That was my first. That was my first. I was like, "Oh my god, what what's going on with country music, man?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. Well, all right. So, uh, I, I really want to say thank you for joining us, dude. I really appreciate it. I, I, your work is amazing. Uh, you, you're doing some really cool stuff. Um, like once again, where do people go find you on social medias, your websites, all that stuff? So all my stuff is super simple. It's just Jeremy Saffer. So jeremysaffer.com, facebook.com slash Jeremy Saffer, at Jeremy Saffer for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So really, really easy. And thank you so, so much for having me, dude. This was awesome. I love nerding out about photo stuff and talking yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, all day, on, every day. We can go on for hours and hours if you didn't have to get up in the morning. That's for sure. Yeah, this could be like a 10-hour mini series. <laughs> Hey, thanks for watching our episode with Jeremy Saffer. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can catch our other guests on our YouTube channel and on all your favorite podcast locations and go to talesfromthepit.net. We'll see you next time.